It needed more, something else, something hidden. And Marsh would find that something, bring it to his master, the master that Vin had freed, the entity that had been imprisoned within the Well of Ascension. It called itself Ruin. Marsh smiled as his prisoner began to cry. Then he stepped forward, raising the spike in his hand. He placed it against the whimpering man's chest. The spike would need to pierce the man's body, passing through the heart, then be driven into the body of the Inquisitor tied below. Hemalurgy was a messy art. That was why it was so much fun. Marsh picked up a mallet and began to pound. Part One Legacy of the Survivor I am, unfortunately, the hero of ages. One Fatrin squinted up at the red sun, which hid behind its perpetual screen of dark haze. Black ash fell lightly from the sky, as it did most days lately. The thick flakes fell straight, the air stagnant and hot, without even a hint of a breeze to lighten Fatron's mood. He sighed, leaning back against the earthen bulwark, looking over the Titan. His town. How long? he asked. Druffle scratched his nose. His face was stained black with ash. He hadn't given much thought to hygiene lately. Of course, considering the stress of the last few months, Fatron knew that he himself wasn't much to look at either. An hour, maybe, Druffle said, spitting into the dirt of the bulwark. Fatron sighed, staring up at the falling ash. Do you think it's true, Druffle? What people are saying? What? Druffle asked. That the world is ending? Fatron nodded. Don't know, Druffle said. Don't really care. How can you say that? Druffle shrugged, scratching himself. Soon as those Kolos arrive, I'll be dead. That's pretty much the end of the world for me. Fatron fell silent. He didn't like to voice his doubts. He was supposed to be the strong one. When the lords had left the town, a farming community slightly more urban than a northern plantation, Fatron had been the one who had convinced the Ska to go ahead with their planting— Fatron had been the one to keep the press gangs away. In a time when most villages and plantations had lost every able-bodied man to one army or another, the Titans still had a working population. It had cost much of their crops in bribes, but Fatron had kept the people safe. Mostly. The mists didn't leave until noon today, Fatron said quietly. They're staying later and later. You've seen the crops, Druff. They're not doing well. Not enough sunlight, I'd guess. We won't have food to eat this winter. We won't last till winter, Druffle said. We won't last till nightfall. The sad thing, the thing that was really disheartening, was that Druffle had once been the optimist. Fatron hadn't heard his brother laugh in months. That laughter had been Fatron's favorite sound. Even the Lord Ruler's mills weren't able to grind Druff's laughter out of him, Fatron thought. But these last two years have. 
Fats, a voice called. Fats. Fatron looked up as a young boy scrambled along the side of the bulwark. They'd barely finished the fortification. It had been Druffle's idea back before he'd really given up. Their town contained some 7,000 people, which made it fairly large. It had taken a great deal of work to surround the entire thing with a defensive mound. Fatron had barely a thousand real soldiers. It had been very hard to gather that many from such a small population, with maybe another thousand men who were too old, too young, or too unskilled to fight well. He didn't really know how big the Coloss army was, but it was bound to be larger than two thousand. A bulwark was going to be of very little use. The boy, Sev, finally puffed up to Fatron. Fats, Sev said. Someone's coming. Already? Fatron asked.